Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Stuttering Springboard. This episode we have Audrey Flood, who is a, who is a, a high school a senior at Haverford High in Havertown, PA. As a young person who's, who, who stutters, Audrey has been self advocating for years and gaining self confidence in the process. She's now preparing for an away from home college experience. Listen as Audrey explains her her choices her, her, her preferences and, and and feelings about about springboarding to the the next level welcome to the stuttering springboard my name is Brian Nolan I'm the founder of the Noel Stuttering Foundation and uh, the MC of the Stuttering Springboard podcast. Um, I am so pleased today to have with me Audrey Flood. Um, Audrey and I go back a ways, uh, several years. Um, I can't believe she's already a senior at college at Haverford High School, because um, she was one of the people that was part of the Wolfpack, uh, which was really the predecessor to the Noel, Noel Stuttering Foundation. Uh, she is a high school senior uh, with lots going on, and uh, I am so looking to diving in to see to see where she's going. Uh, in so many ways, she represents what the springboard looks to do, which is to help young people who stutter spring to the next level, uh, and not to let stuttering be a barrier uh, to their goals. Audrey, welcome to the Stuttering Springboard. It's great to have you. Thank you, Brian. So uh, here we are in uh, almost February of your senior year. Um, are you going to college? Yeah, um, that's my plan for next year. But um, I'm waiting to hear back from a lot of schools. What? What? Um, are you going to go away to school or are you going to live home? Um, I think I'm going to go away. That's go uh, really encouraged by my family. Yeah. Boy, I, I, I can think back to when I was your age, Audrey. Um, it was 1981. And, uh, uh, probably your parents. I'm probably younger. I'm probably older than your parents. Anyway, that's another story. But I, I was living in Long Island uh, and uh, went away to to uh, Philadelphia, St. Joe's University. It's pretty far away. What what feelings do you have about going away? Share some of the feelings. Good, bad, anxiety. Anxiety. What's going on? I mean, it's. Definitely, like, 
nerve wracking to think about as it becomes like more real, but I think it'll be good to like explore new things. Now, uh, a fun fact is you're a triplet. Yeah. Um, and you, so you have a brother and a sister. Mm -hmm. uh, are you going to the same college? No, we're not. We didn't really apply to any of the same schools. So I think we'll be all spread out. Yeah, are, are they nearby each other, do you think? Um, I don't know. I think it just depends on the places that we pick. Yeah. Uh, no one's going like very close to home or no one's planning on going really. Uh, you're, you're leaving Dodge. You're leaving. Yeah. So, what's your first choice? Um, I don't know yet. I'm still waiting to hear, but um, I liked a lot of the schools that I looked at, and I already got into Pitt, which I really liked. Pitt. Wow. I I have a bias towards Pitt. Both my my two oldest kids went there. That's a great school. So did you, did you hear from Pitt yet? Yeah, I got into Pitt, but I don't know if that's the right school for me just because it's really big and I'm looking to go somewhere a bit smaller. Boy, if you'd like to talk to one of my uh, kids about Pitt, um, they could share lots about it. It, they they loved it. I'll tell you that. It, it, it didn't feel like a, a huge school. They got into a dorm and it was great. And it, of course, the uh, sports is great there too. What's your, so, so you're in there. So is that like your safe school? What's your uh, stretch school? Yeah. Um, I don't know if I want to go into that. Um, okay. Yeah, Just but in case. it may be bad luck. Yeah, but um, I already got into Pitt, Penn State, and Virginia Tech. Good for you. Yeah. How, when you thought about going away to school and going to college, what what role did stuttering play in your mind and in your in your decision? Did you ever think? Maybe I'll just stay home and, and go go local, like to a community college or, or commute to Temple or something like that? Not really. I've always had um, pretty good grades. So um, I've known that I've had a lot of options and my family has really pushed that all of us um, like go away to school. But I think like when I'm thinking about what school, um, having a smaller school is pretty important to me. And I feel like my stuttering kind of played into that because I like having smaller classes. And I like um, feeling comfortable talking in them. And I feel like you can do that more at a smaller school rather than at a bigger one. I see. So it, it sort of feels like you're waiting to hear back from some of these smaller schools. 
Mm-hmm. I gotcha. That that may, yeah, you know, St. Joe's was a smaller school back then. Um, I think in the eighties it was um I want to say two and a half thousand people. And so my grade, you know, maybe was seven hundred or something. And I think there may have been only three hundred that lived on campus. So it became really easy to make friends and know them and see them again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That was that was really key. Um so how are you mentally preparing for this? You're, how do you build confidence for, for something like this? Um, I mean, I kind of um, am still like thinking about like what I'm gonna do socially for um, like meeting new people and doing all of that. But I feel like everybody has to adjust to that um but like for like um dealing with my classes and professors I've um in high school I've already like done a lot of disc closing with my teachers um so I feel like I'm prepared in that sense so so when you go to college disclosure is pretty big yeah. How yeah, how are you thinking about disclosing it to either uh, teachers or a fellow class people in in your dorm for that matter? Yeah. Um. So with my teachers throughout high school, I've like written an email about like my stuttering and the accommodations that I have. Be- because I'm on an IEP um and they don't have um like IEPs in college so all of that's up to me so I have to make sure like if I'm doing a presentation I don't get points off because of fluency or like if I don't participate as much I don't get um points off for that um I, see. I think um that disclosure is important for me academically um and then with interacting with other people normally I just disclose if I notice that the other person might be confused or uncomfortable by my better but I normally just um figure it out as it happens so you'll you'll tell them do you have a go-to line when you tell people um not really like I don't really um like straight up disclose a lot but I feel like I might have to do that more when I go into college than I'm doing now but I think Interesting. I want to, you know, you mentioned something about presentations and and talking in class. How how do you mentally, physically, and otherwise prepare for a presentation? Have you had to do any presentations in high school, like this year or two? Um. Yeah, but like nothing too like major. And I feel like if I think about it too much, I get in my head. And then I start to like pre-plan all of the things that I'm saying, which is something that I 
try not to do. So I try to make sure that I like understand the content and that I don't like freak myself out about it too much. Yeah, I I, I feel like um I I always now over prepare so I feel <laughs> confident in my content. And and I think think more about the content than than the presentation. If I can focus on the content and truly become an expert in that topic area. And because your grades are so good, I'm guessing it's pretty easy for you to, you to become an expert. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what about like raising your hand in 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 uh, school in class? Do you um, let's just talk about avoidance? All of us have been there. Like, do you when you have an answer, is it it becomes hard for you not to raise your hand because you feel like I've got the answer. I'm gonna I'm gonna say the answer. Do you do you have that that internal battle of should I shouldn't I? And while you're having that battle, you begin to build up some anxiousness. I guess I'm I'm referring to some of, of my history here. I felt like um, I dealt with that a lot when I was in middle school. But then after I went into high school and I started writing to all of my teachers, it made it a lot easier. And um, I feel like. In the past, I've had more issues with um, reactions from my teachers and reactions from my peers. And like establishing that dialogue has really made it a lot easier to participate. And there are times when I do avoid, but I feel like it's less and less since I've started to get more comfortable with part participating and speaking in front of larger groups of people. Well, I, I, you know, I've, I've had the privilege of watching you evolve as a young lady um, and how, how you handle your stutter has been uh, really um, amazing. And uh, I want to sort of talk a little bit about like your, what, what are your thoughts on, on self advocacy for people who stutter. And it, it sounds like you've really matured in your thinking about advocating for yourself. When when you're younger, your parents probably advocated for you. And now what's your position on and if you're and if you're giving advice to maybe another young woman or 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 guy out, out there, what advice do you have about it? Yeah, um, so I've been involved with, like, the program at CHOPS since I was, like, nine. Mm -hmm. So um, I've been around people who stutter for a while and people that are older than me. And when I would, like, hear people talking about their stuttering and how they, like, talked about it with other people, I thought that they were, like, brain washed and I was like that's never something I would do like that's huh. embarrassing that's weird but I was very uncomfortable with my stuttering and I'm still uncomfortable at times like I don't think that really like goes away like 100% but like 
it's just gotten a lot easier when I don't really like think about it too much and I'm not in my head about it and um it's allowed me to do a lot more things and talk to more people and I feel like if I didn't really like take that step out of my comfort zone like it wouldn't have been beneficial for me mm. so, so now you seem like you've developed into a strong young woman with respect to that to advocate uh for yourself so, so instead of running and hiding from it you now don't yeah yeah that's a plausible that's amazing um so your grades are great uh you're going to go to a great college. What are you going to study? Um, I'm thinking about studying biology. Biology? Yeah. Wow. I, you like science? I do, yeah. <laughs> wow. Interesting. And where do you think that's going to take you? Um, I'm thinking about doing something in healthcare, um, either pre-PA or pre-med. Wow, that's exciting. Yeah. Huh. So you, so you have a vision of being a provider, a, a healthcare provider. Yeah, I'm taking this class at my high school where I go to a hospital for like two hours every day. And then I like walk around and shadow people. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah. Tell me... um. A little bit about uh, how you talk about stuttering with your family. Uh, is stuttering talked about? Because I, I say this a lot because we didn't talk about it much when I was growing up. Um, do you talk about it with your parents? Do you talk about it with your your um, triplet sisters and, and brother? Uh, yeah. So um, no one else in my family Butters. It's only me. Um, but I do talk about it occasionally with my parents and my siblings. Like we don't talk about it all the time, but we talk about it um occasionally. Mm. Um and my parents they read um life on the play and they really liked it so that sparked mm. an interesting conversation what about with your 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 sister and brother um yeah we talk about it too when it like comes up um I was talking about it with my brother earlier today before this uh -huh. podcast. Yeah. Did you, and you told them you're going to be on the podcast? Yeah. Yeah, we're just talking about it. That's pretty cool. Nice. What are your hobbies? Um, I do a lot of like school activities and school related things. But over this summer, I work as a camp counselor. I remember that. Yeah. How did that go for you? It's 
fun. Yeah, this summer I'll be working there for my fourth year. No kidding. So you really advanced there. Now you probably lead a group of kids, huh? Yeah, yeah. I have, I have my own little group. What age group are they? Uh, going into kindergarten. Oh, what a great age. Yeah, it's fun. That is fun. Um, let's go back to right before you started high school, because you seem to have evolved from a shy girl to a mature young lady in your whole whole thought process. Um, what do you want to share with your younger self about dealing with high school? Let's go back to when you were in eighth grade. What do you want to, and if you could look back on yourself and then look at the journey that you've made these the last four years, what was it like back then? And what advice would you want to give yourself? So when I was in eighth grade, that was the year of COVID. And that was also the year of the election where a lot of people were talking about Biden's stuttering and that like really freaked me out because it was like very public and I was just like well if a lot of people are hearing about this then they might be like thinking about my stuttering and that's something that I'm uncomfortable with um and so then I just was like well like it's something that's out there and I can't really avoid it so it took me um a while and I just decided to write emails to my teachers which really helped um and so what what advice would you give yourself what advice would you give another eighth eighth grade girl who's who's scared and did you so did you go to a different high school I mean was it so you so you started high school in ninth grade is it yes. a public high, a public high school um what advice would you give an eighth grade girl who uh stutters about how to go through the four years I don't know like I felt like it's just important to like um it's I mean I just feel like it's um important to be able to advocate for your self and like I mean like once I felt more comfortable like it wasn't like an immediate well like everything improved and everything got so much mm -hmm. easier like I had to continue to kind of like work through that and like when I came upon like uncomfortable situations where people weren't respecting me or um it came up cross issues with other people because of my stuttering that was something that I had to continue to work through so it wasn't like an automatic like well once I 
do this and once I disclose it gets a lot easier like I felt like I didn't really realize that I had to like continue to work through things and that it was going to continue to be challenging um and I felt like I've kind of adjusted to that now but it's still something I have to like look out for yeah, I, I, I've seen your confidence um, really raise up over the last several years in, in just how you present yourself, whether you stutter or not, your your whole tone and body language presents um, a confident air, Audrey. It's it's important to know that. I, I, I think I have known you uh, since you started. Uh, I don't know when you started the Wolfpack. Did you maybe ninth grade. Yeah, uh, I think yeah. yeah, so I've, I've watched you just really begin to advocate for yourself and it's it's been huge. Did you have any any points? Um, oh, where are you in like overall accepting that I stutter? You don't have to like it. You don't have to, you know, you can even dislike it, but hey man, it's part of us, it's part of you. Where, Where's your mindset there in terms of does it get you into a funk in depression now and again, uh, or have you put it in its proper container and understand it just is? I don't know. I feel like it like it just depends on the day and the week. Like sometimes I'm feeling really good about it, and other times I'm like I would just rather like speak fluently. Like it would make a lot of things easier but it's yeah. it's been a good um talking point during my college application process mm -hmm. I've written about it a lot um I got a little bit of I got a little bit thick of writing about it but um, <laughs> it was helpful um because all these colleges they're they're looking for diversity they're looking for mm -hmm. Um, resilience and so it makes a good like answer to a lot of these prompts um for like writing and it's a good talking point for interviews so you you really I mean they like the fact that you've established grit you've got grit yeah yeah I think yeah. so I mean we'll have to see how my um college decisions go but in the interviews i've had it's been good yeah um what what do you want to say to speech therapists about how they treat people who stutter uh i'm guessing you've had a fair amount of speech therapy through the years yes i have i've had um some private and some public through my schools and like I mean Dr. Donner he's been good but um the, the other ones I've had haven't been the best I think it's just because they don't really understand stuttering um and I don't know I just feel like um like it, the whole way that speech therapy is 
conducted, especially in a school setting, could really benefit from being changed. What do you think um, the best speech therapy you've had? What's the best advice or um, direction that you've had that's impacted you? Um, I feel like it's good when it's conversation-based. Like in a lot of speech therapies that I've had, it's like, oh, you just read from a word list and you use different strategies and you have to use these strategies or you're not doing it right. And I feel like it's more like, what does the individual want to do rather than just like what the textbook is like oh like you have to do this and that for like a certain amount of time and I also feel like it should be natural and not forced so that like you actually want to like see some either like change in your fluency or in how like you perceive your stuttering I feel like that has to be a personal choice yeah that's a great point that and and to have a goal in mind yeah. like you know I mean we we learn at a at a young age that that stuttering is not completely curable so mm -hmm. to be 100 percent fluent fluency is, is not a real goal but mm -hmm. yeah. but the goal I, I think is uh well I, I've watched you do goals to be more comfortable in your stutter, to develop self-advocacy around your stutter, to be able to disclose it uh, without shame and to make it a, a part of you and to, as Joe says, stutter better. Just stutter yeah. and, you know, let let it go as opposed to, and not, not like I, I always tell people that I do this podcast in part uh, from my own therapy. Because um, mm -hmm. I'm not a severe stutterer, but I'll, I'll, I'll still stutter on words and um, I'm still trying to deal with the mental aspect um, of stuttering, less the physical now, mm -hmm. more the mental. So, yeah. uh, what are the what are the things that go through your mind when you're about to order something? What are some of the feelings that you have about your stutter, um, and that maybe that that a therapy can address? Yeah, I feel like recently, like. I've been doing a lot more word swapping than I should, mm. which I'm not happy about, but um, I just feel like um, that's natural, but there are better ways to make myself feel comfortable than switching my words and I also feel like just putting yourself in uncomfortable situations and doing it more frequently helps it be like less uncomfortable and it, and like I feel like with me I'm always in my head about it and like when I just like take a minute to kind of like step back and just do it rather than like worrying about it. It just yeah, um, 
makes it a lot easier. That is so great. That's really good advice. Is there anything else you want to share with the listeners about your journey as you finish up your uh, senior year? And I, I hope you're taking time to enjoy your senior year. You got, yeah. a, you got a few months left. I, I can think back to my last few months. They were fun. Do you have anything fun planned as you, as you head into the, to the home stretch? Yeah. I'm going on a trip with um, my Latin class to Greece and Italy. Wow. When yeah. are you going there? Um, I'm going at the end of March, so that's pretty soon. That's pretty terrific. <laughs> I did. That's a lot to do, to look forward to. Well, I, I want to thank you, Audrey, for being on the podcast today. Uh, you've been someone that I've had the privilege of watching since I started to run back towards my stutter and, and uh, work with younger people. So uh, I really appreciate your courage uh, for being on this podcast as well. Yeah. Thank you for having me. So continue to be bold and be brave, change the world and be yourself. Thanks, Audrey. Thank you. Bye. Nolan Stuttering Foundations for NSF's primary purpose is to bring young people who stutter together and help them become the best versions of themselves. We do this through programming design to help them share and navigate the unique communication and psychological challenge they experience. NSF helps prepare young people to take the next step in their lives, whether it's high school, college, or, or, or your, your career. For ideas and, and contributions to the podcast, contact us at info at nolansf.org.